If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Well, hello there. <laughs> Welcome back. We are the Your Circle of Influence podcast, and you have joined Dr. Monica Ogando, one of your co-hosts, and the lovely Amy Walker. And today we are talking about my love hate conversation. I love it and I hate it so much, but it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. Love hate conversation about what? About what Amy Walker? Okay. So both Monica and I have been on a fitness journey this year, different fitness journeys, but both fitness journeys. And we are talking about how we have learned and grown in business through the fitness journey, Mm -hmm. which I, I love and hate the fitness journey. I, in my mind would, it should, I am one of those people, you know how a lot of people look in the mirror and they are like, always think they look worse than they do. In my mind, I look amazing. Yeah. I look amazing in my mind. And then I walk past a mirror and I'm like, what's that belly doing there? Like, where'd you come from? (laughs) I too, Amy Walker. (laughs) I don't know if that's like the opposite of body dysmorphia or if it's the other end of the spectrum of body dysmorphia. But in my mind, I'm a superstar, honey. (laughs) Yes. I'm consistently surprised when that's not the reality. <laughs> Fupa, nobody invited you, Fupa. Nobody invited you. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. And so let's talk about it. Okay, so the lessons that I learned in business from my fitness journey. Number one for me has been that the greatest shift I have seen in progress and in results has, has come about from a shift in identity. When mm. I first started the fitness journey, I was just a middle-aged girl trying to lose some weight so that I can fit in a dress. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't a sufficient enough uh, incentive for the discipline required, for the attention, the rigor required, you know, the data gathering with nutrition and how many sets and how many reps and when to do it and sleep and the blah, blah, blah. It was just too much. It was like, it's it's for me, it wasn't worth it given that I said I was a middle-aged woman trying to just fit in a dress. When I redefined myself as an athlete and as an athlete, I remember running a marathon, the Disney, I I ran the Disney marathon in 2004. (laughs) It's almost 20 years ago, but I knew enough about myself to know I crossed it off the bucket list and I don't need to do this no more. (laughs) (laughs) I don't ever have to revisit another marathon ever again in my life. Um, However, I do love the feeling of, of strength and of stamina and of uh, flexibility and power that I have in my body. Like it's in my body. I don't have to go get it. And part of that comes from condition. Right. And so that, that number one lesson is about re-identifying myself uh, and not just as somebody trying to get by or a seeker of sorts, but like, I'm already there. 
And now I'm just collecting data crumb, uh, breadcrumbs or data points to substantiate this new identity. That's the first one. The second lesson that I learned from my fitness journey that I applied to business is that consistency is more important than genius. Mm, yeah, that is I, so true. I always had it like, you know, if I just had the, the like, um, I'm not as strong and I'm not as powerful as Serena. I'm not as um, flexible as whoever. Think of a perfect, you know, your favorite gymnast or whatever. It's like that, you don't, your business doesn't require that of you. It requires mm -hmm. showing up on a day-to-day -day basis and a commitment to excellence for every workout. I don't have to do everything perfectly. Just do this set in excellence. Just yeah. do this rep, just handle this breath, right? <laughs> And when you show up to that breath, to that rep, to that set, to that workout in excellence time and time again, that stacks up and that builds up. And now you have a body of work and you can rely on yourself and you begin to develop the self-trust muscle. Mm -hmm. That was a big one for me too. It was like, I would set declarations like, I'm going to lose this many pounds and I'm going to get this body fat percentage and blah, blah, blah. And my subconscious was like, girl, you lie. You know you're going <laughs> to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so showing up for myself allowed me to develop and strengthen that self-trust muscle. And then big lesson number three, I'll, I'll just say three for now, has been um, to give myself uh, grace. Um, I do have big dreams. I do have big goals. And sometimes I shoot for the moon and I don't get there. And it can feel devastating to shoot for the moon and try all you can. It's like, I did everything. I logged my food. I measured the chicken. I, you know, drank the gallons of water. I ran the, I did the steps 10,000 a day. Da, 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 and I still didn't get the results that I wanted. It could feel so um, wasteful. And that I wasted time or that I wasted energy or that it was all for naught or whatever the case may be. And so I learned also to have grace with myself. Because even if I didn't reach the goal that I had set for myself, I am way further than I was at the beginning. And, and you know, we get to celebrate that too. We get to celebrate the progress and not just the outcome. Yes. So my fitness journey has been interesting because I have always had this disconnect between body and soul where the soul is like so willing, so exciting, wanting to go so fast. And then it's like, oh, but I have this body that I have to feed and has to sleep and has to be taken care of. And so for years and years and years, it was like, I was just running and it was like, keep up body. We're going for it. Mm -hmm. And then I turned 40 and it was like, nope, it doesn't work that way anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it was this big shift of um, creating synergy between body and spirit for me. And I was in meditation and prayer earlier this year and um, really praying like, okay, we are making massive changes in business this year and we are uprooting everything, reshifting everything, opening new companies. I'm in the process of purchasing additional companies, like massive up level. And it was like, what do I have to do to get ready? And God said, you will either take care of your body because you do it proactively, or you will take care of your body because it's going to shut down. And I was like, got it. Message received. Right. So it's been this process of really learning that um, I am the priority and I am the MVP. Mm -hmm. And self-care is not just car maintenance. Like how much oil do I really have to put into this thing for it to keep going? Yeah. Um, 
it really is like, this is my temple and am I nurturing it? Am I taking care of myself? And so that's been a big shift for me, which then has also shifted how I look at my business as well, because I have been uh, in the past treated myself like I would never treat another employee. Mm. Unrealistic expectations, ridiculous hours, ridiculous pace, constant stress. And so it really has allowed me to say, okay, if I'm going like this, I cannot do it the way that I've done it in the past. And I have um, been learning to be okay with the undone. I have been learning to be okay with all it's a work in progress. Mm. Um, I have been learning that you do not have to have all the areas in order in order to move forward. You just have to have all the areas in progress and like to look at the imperfections and be like, I'm okay with that because it's going to get better over time. Um, It's the same thing when you look in the mirror. Do you look in the mirror and do you criticize? Especially, uh, I have really big mirrors right out across from my shower. So literally every time you get out of the shower, you see it all. (laughs) 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 Um, You know, I've been learning like uh, to just look at everything and be like, yeah, this is a beautiful site right here. I'm sure there's a lot of imperfections, but there, everything is is moving in the right direction. And I feel so much better. Mm. And um, when we look at our business under the critical microscope, I think we miss all of the beauty of what is actually going on and what is actually working. So that's right. been a big lesson for me. Another one is to understand that there's a tipping point into activity and momentum. Um, if any of you are struggling with you're on that verge of doing something, but you just are not quite getting there. Um, For me, it is putting on workout clothes. Mm. So I literally, uh, yesterday, I was up and I was ready to work out and my business partner called and we needed to talk through some really important things. And so that meant I did not get my workout done in the time when I had meant to, which meant I did all of my calls in my workout clothes because I was like, I am not getting out of this clothes right this is done because sometimes I feel like getting my sports bra on and off is the last part of the workout so Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I'm not I'm not doing that for no reason um so I that is my tipping point is I have to get in gear and put on the shoes and then I will get the workout done so what is that for you in business what is the tipping point the thing that makes it so there's no point of no re- or no point of return. There's no going back. There's no turning around. You're doing it. Figure out what that tipping point is. Mm-hmm. Um, the last lesson that I have learned through my fitness journey about business is that I like competition and I like oh. to win. So Monica and I have done challenges before, but there was never a reward for the winner. And I pooped out many times. Um, and then I had someone challenge me and they're like, what actually motivates you? I was like winning and travel. And so we said, done the person that wins, the other one is paying for you to go to this per whoever wins is paying for the other one to go to Mexico. And I'm like, I will destroy you. Like, <laughs> if destroy I know you. what I have to do is threaten you with Mexico. <laughs> it's like, you give me some competition and you give me some motivation and yeah. I will get it done. 
Um, and it changes the whole thing for me. And so it, that has caused me to look at the air in the areas of my business where I'm just like, I know I need to do it, but I'm not actually doing it. Mm -hmm. What is the motivation and what is the reward that it would take for me to be all in? So I've been asking that myself, myself, that question often, what would it take for me to be all in? And then give yourself that context. So, um, and I'm not saying like I go into everything wanting to destroy people, but I mean, in board games and in pickleball and in, you know, like other areas, I love competition. And so I'm not necessarily competing against others in business, but I like creating competitions in business. So that's something that we're going to be bringing in more of too, is like team competitions mm-hmm. and um, beating our best and winning together and that sense of like, hey, who can show up the most this month? I I thrive in that context. I haven't rolled it out yet to the team mm-hmm. because I'm not, I know not everybody does, right? right and when yeah. you're running a team, you have to, um, you have to create a context that's good for everybody, not just for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it through, I'm figuring it out, but I know that is something that I thrive in. And so, yeah, Monica, next time we're going to do a challenge together, like where I'm like, Monica, I love you. And I'm going to kill you. You will will not win. (laughs) And I'm like super motivated. There you have it. I really like that because then, okay, good good to know. Yeah. No, because then when you understand what your motivation is, you can just insert it instead of making yourself yeah. wrong about it or trying to push it away because it's not relevant or whatever, whatever story we made up in our head to make ourselves wrong about something, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. There you have it. All right. So you got six business principles today. I would love to hear from all of you. Leave us a comment. Let us know which one resonates with you and which one you feel like will make the biggest impact and move the needle in your business. And if you are on a fitness journey, congratulations, Um, join our uh, middle-aged, slow but steady progress, hotter in our minds, always (laughs) group, and we will support you on your journey as well. It's hilarious. Monica, you did not like that. You guys, if you're No, I'm an athlete. I told you at the beginning. Yeah. She's like, no, no, no. I don't like that description. (laughs) If you are the athlete superstar in your mind, but the body does not yet realize it, join us. Is that better? Correct. Okay. I like it. Okay. She takes that one. I'm game with it. I love it. All right. Well, connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. So I'm at Amy Walker Coach on Instagram. Monica's at Monica Ogondo. And we love hearing from you. So join us again next time. Thanks, everybody.